0: Alhamdulillahi khaliqil wujud min al-adam wajajilil nuri min al-zulam fa mukhligi sabri min al-alam wumulkil tawbati ala nadam fa nashkuruhu ala almasaibi kama nashkuruhu ala niam wa nusalli ala rasulih akram al-sharafil walnuri asham wal-nuri al-atam wal-kitab al wa kamalil nabiyyin wal-khatam sayyidi Waladi adam al-adhi bashar bihi عيسى ibn Maryam wa dhali bi'atatihi ibrahimu alayhi s-salam hina kana yarfak wa'id biit Allahi فصل الله عليه وسلم وعلى أتباعه خير الأمم الذين بارك الله بهم كافة الناس العرب منهم والعجم الحمد لله الذي لم يتخذ ولدا ولم يكن له شريك في الملك ولم يكن له ولي من الذل وكبير تكبيرا والحمد لله الذي أنزل على عبده الكتاب ولم يجعل له عوجا والحمد لله الذي نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهديه الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان محمدا عبد الله ورسوله اصلاه الله تعالى بالهدى ودين الحق ليظهره على دين كله وكفى بالله شهيدا فصلى الله عليه وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وإن شر الأمور محدثتها وإن كل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار قال الله عز وجل في كتابه الكريم بعد أن أقول أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم قال فرعون وما رب العالمين قال رب السماوات والأرض وما بينهما إن كنتم موقنين قال لمن حوله ألا تستمعون قال ربكم ورب آبائكم الأولين قال إن رسولكم الذي أرسل إليكم لمجنون we've been talking for five uh, continuous uh, sermons now about the dialogue that took place between uh, Musa and Fir'un, and i've been trying to highlight how um An abuser is is confronted and what kind of psychological tactics are used uh, To suppress those that are trying to speak the truth and Allah has captured all of that by way of this remarkable story Today as we are coming towards the end of this this portion of the dialogue What I wanted to do first is to look back at everything that's been talked about in a different way very quickly And that is you can look at it from the point of view of framing So Musa comes and says you know, gives the message of truth, and Firaun wants to reframe it as you're being ungrateful and you're being disrespectful. So, from from Musa's point of view, he's speaking the truth, and Firaun wants to impose a different point of view. And that point of view is it doesn't matter what you're saying, the most important thing is you're being ungrateful and disrespectful. Okay? Musa continues to speak the truth, Firaun tries to reframe it again. He's trying to reframe the, the, the conversation again. And this time he's trying to rephrase it as, you've you've done, you, you know, so you think we're doing wrong? What about what you've done wrong? So he's reframing it as, you're saying this good thing because you're covering up for the wrong you did yourself. So he's reframing the conversation again, or trying to at least anyway. Musa alayhi salam addresses that. And now he wants to reframe this conversation as worthless. What What God? What are you talking about anyway right and in each one of those attempts he's trying to not only reframe it himself he's trying to impose his way of looking at things onto musa and everybody else who's listening this is you know one word we use for this kind of thing is propaganda right but another way to think about this which is its psychological control two people are having a disagreement so you know i say something or you say something reasonable you, make, you raise a reasonable concern. And there are, I'm left with two choices. Either I have to address your concern and acknowledge that I'm doing something wrong, or I can reframe it in a way that makes you the culprit. It makes, it questions, oh, you're probably raising this concern because you're trying to take attention away from what is concerning you. Or you're, you're raising this concern because you're so, how could you be so hurtful and ungrateful? you know you're 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 being dismissive of my feelings you're hurting me so the 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 truth is being now repackaged as an offense is being repackaged as you covering your tracks or it's being repackaged as not something not worthy of a conversation and every time it's being reframed people that are on the receiving end the person who spoke the truth to begin with many times they fall into it and they say okay fine i'll accept your way of looking at it and i'll back off from the truth that I was saying. But it seems that Fir'aun's multiple tactics of getting Musa salam to reframe this for himself didn't work. These psychological manipulations did not work. They kept failing and failing and failing. And now Musa has been emboldened enough that he didn't just talk to him. He said, actually, he's just trying to reframe the truth that I'm giving. So clearly he's just interested in manipulation. So by the end where I left off last time, Musa addressed the rest of the room Cabinet that was sitting there and he said, You know, so he says, Yeah, um this the master of the skies and the earth and whatever's in between, if the rest of you, if all of you are looking to be convinced. So now he's talking to everybody else because he's now rejected the framing of, of Firaun. And he's also implicitly said that Firaun is not interested in addressing the issue itself, he's only interested in manipulation. So let's just have a reasonable conversation with the rest of you, right? Now, what is Firaun going to do when he hears this? From a political point of view, you can say that when you are in the court of the king, you are to only address the king. You don't take your eyes off from the king. You don't turn, turn your back to the king. You don't have a side conversation. A very small manifestation of that is when the teacher is talking in the classroom, no students should be talking to each other, right? There's a, there's a central authority. You want to say something, say it to the teacher, right? Now, that times a million is what's happening inside the court of a king. When the king is in session and somebody's addressing the king, that subject doesn't get to go to the side and talk to anybody else. And even if they do, it might be whispers that they think they can get away with. Musa salam, is openly saying, if the rest of you want to be convinced, I'll just talk to the rest of you. Excuse me, who are you to talk to everybody in my court, in my, in my palace? You understand? So he's defying the king's authority. But what Fir'aun also needs to do right now, because he's been stumped multiple times. He tried to derail Musa A.S. and he failed. And he derailed him again, he failed, he derailed him again, and he failed. He and now the crowd is being addressed. So he realizes he needs to win this psychological war. He could very easily have Musa alayhi arrested immediately and hauled away. The conversation could be over right now. He could even have him killed. He has the authority and the power and the military might to do that. Why is he carrying on with the conversation? Because if he ends the conversation now, it is actually a defeat of Fir'aun. Because then everybody in the crowd, his own generals, his commanders, only heard Musa defeat him multiple times, and then he couldn't take it, so he hauled him away. So it actually demonstrates, sometimes a show of strength is actually a show of weakness. right? So And he's smart enough to know that. So he needs to win back this, this battle, not by way of force, he needs to win back this battle by way of words. So what does he do? He does something that is very common even today. It's, nowadays, one of the ways you can describe it is a loyalty test. In other words, the pharaoh believes that he's God, right? أنا رَبُّكُمُ الْأَعْلَىٰ مَا علمت لكم من إله He says, I am your Most High Master. I don't know of any other God for you other than myself. This is the pharaoh. And obviously, everybody who's in that courtroom is supposed to officially believe in that religion too. And they're officially supposed to consider him God also. And if they don't, that's the death penalty, that's treason. So when Musa alayhi salam speaks to the rest of the crowd about the real God, the real Rabb, the true ilah, when he, when he does this, you, what you should see is that the crowd should be offended that their religion is being dismantled, right? In front of their supposed God. So this is the same as, You know, somebody making fun of uh uh, you know an idol at the temple. It's pretty offensive. Anybody who worships that idol at the temple will be offended. It's the same as somebody going to you know one of those places in South Asia in the Muslim world where people are unfortunately doing sajdah to graves and going there and saying this is shirk, they can get killed. They'll be very offended, right? But Here you have the living, their living God supposedly, Fir'aun sitting there and his subjects who supposedly worship him are all in the room and he just got called out for not being a God and Allah being the master of the skies and the earth multiple times and none of them are in an uproar, none of them are, wait you can't say that, how dare you speak about our God, nobody's offended. No, nobody's getting up and you know uh, defending the religion of the pharaoh or defending their supposed god, pharaoh. And Pharaoh realizes how fake this religion is, even to its practice practitioners. They they are they're only practicing this because their necks are on the line. They don't really believe he's a god. If they had any emotional, intellectual attachment to this religion, this conversation would have been over, not just by the Pharaoh, there would have been people that would speak up and say, how dare you speak this way, etc. That didn't happen. But the but Fir'aun now does something called a loyalty test. The words are very brief in the Quran. Fir'aun turns to them and says, أَلَا تَسْتَمِعُونَ He's not talking to Musa either now. He's, Musa was talking to the crowd, the, the people in the courtroom, and now Fir'aun is also talking to them. Because now the, the question is, Who's going to win over the crowd? So it's not a battle of ideas anymore. Who's who's going to win the loyalty of the crowd? That's how he sees it. So he says, Are you not listening? Did you not hear what he said? And istima' is different from سمع. سمع is to listen. استماع from the ifta'ala pattern. My students learned the iqtaraba family. Right? Is to listen carefully. Did you miss something in what he said? Is that, is that what happened? Did you not pay attention to what he was just saying? In other words, had you been listening, you would have been offended more than me. And now he's actually imposing on his audience that unless you are offended, you must not be loyal to me. You must not be loyal to this nation. You must not deserve the position you have in this court because you're not offended. I need you to Be up in arms, all against Musa. Because if you're not against Musa, up in arms, by hearing any of what he's just said, that means that you are disloyal. Even though everything Musa said was reasonable. Everything he said was logical and truthful. How is this used nowadays? These loyalty tests. You have, for example, in the... And I don't speak about politics publicly because I think it's an endless cycle of opinion but I'm, we all observe what, hap- what happens in a country or in the world. So for example, in the United States, the, the left and the right are more and more at odds, right? And you have to pick a side, and there are loyalty tests. This person, they're pretty, they're pretty left-leaning, they're pretty liberal in all of these things, but they said this one thing that sounds a little too conservative. They don't meet our loyalty test. So now we must hear nothing from what this person has to say. And if you're a true liberal, then you better completely shun this supposed not liberal enough person, right? So cancel them or be in, be in moral outrage against them. There are purity tests from the right. There are purity tests from the left. There are loyalty tests from either side. Who's standing on our moral, you know, our moral worldview? And if they budge even one inch, that means they're not loyal to our cause. They're a traitor. There, there can't be hurt, And this mob mentality, what does it do? It stops any opportunity for a real conversation between people of opposing views. Because we might, you, know, you might find that we oppose each other on one issue, where you might also find that we are in agreement on 10 other issues. It might happen. It doesn't have to happen that we oppose each other as an as existential being. Like everything about you, I oppose. And everything about you, I accept. That's never happened in any, that doesn't even happen in your own family, in the best of our relationships. With, you, with your best friend, you can't agree with everything. Forget the so, And with your enemy, you can't disagree with everything. There may be some things that they're saying that are true. Even Fir'aun, when he said, I raised you here in this house, Musa acknowledged it and said, that was in fact a favor. There is some truth to what you're saying too. But loyalty tests, what do they do? Now it's no longer about what this person is saying. That doesn't, that doesn't matter. Now what matters is you should be offended by them. They, they said enough. They said one thing that doesn't stand with me. Therefore, they must be dismissed. And I must turn the entire crowd against him as a show of their loyalty. Right? Now this works in multiple ways. Now Firaun is out of um, answers for Musa. He doesn't really have a logical response from Musa. He's been stumped, I told you, multiple times. So now he can use the crowd to do his dirty work. They can get angry. They can turn into a mob. And now it's one versus many. That's much easier for him. And now he can just sit back and let them take the that, that angry mob will take a life of its own. That's It's a pretty effective tactic. So that's one effect of that. The other effect of that is there is a psychology in which... The truth of something whether or not i'm saying the truth depends on how many people like what i said right so the more popular what i say is the more truthful it must be and the more unpopular what i say is the more untrue it must be so i'll give you a a scenario let's just say i got invited to a church Right? And they, they'd like to discuss the divinity of Jesus. And it's a huge evangelical church somewhere. And there's thousands of people sitting in the audience in the stadium. And I'm sitting there on stage with a pastor and we're talking. And I present the Quran's point of view. And every time I mention that we do not believe that Jesus is divine, the entire crowd starts booing. The entire crowd is in an uproar, let's just say. And actually, I find that Christians are far more civil than that. But I'm giving you a hypothetical situation. Now let's flip the, flip the script. We're in, a, we're in a Muslim environment. Right? There's a crowd of 50,000 Muslims And there's a Muslim and a Christian sitting there right? And a Christian wants to make the point that Jesus is divine right? And every time he says Jesus is divine The entire crowd goes, Astaghfirullah And every time the, the Muslim says something about the oneness of Allah The entire crowd goes, Take me! And there's a huge roar And what, what, what you know what that does? The crowd and the energy of the crowd Is supposed to be now validating that this person is saying the truth and the discontent of the crowd is supposed to be invalidating the arguments of the other but actually a crowd and their emotions and their uproar and their anger and their rage have nothing to do with truth and falsehood it has to do with where their loyalties lie that's what it has to do with. so it's not it's not a fair position for me to be put in that in that place with an, an audience that doesn't agree with my worldview and so I'm getting booed. And it's not fair for a non-Muslim to be put in that place. Where Muslims are, you know, clapping and screaming in favor of the Muslim argument and booing the non-Muslim argument. Because that's not a fair conversation anymore. It's intimidating. It's creating intimidation. And that's what Fir'aun needs right now. He needs to create intimidation to silence Musa. Because on his own, he cannot respond to him. So what we learn from that is sometimes if you are going to stick to your principles and speak your truth and not be derailed by an individual then you will find that that individual whether they're at your workplace or in your family or some other situation they might start by their their next move might be to turn a lot of people against you as a loyalty test if you're loyal to me then you're against him i can't believe you're still siding with him i can't believe you're still listening to him i can't believe you're still talking to her and they'll take this, are you still, are you seriously, that person? So they want to alienate that person, and they want to create a, a mob against them. And if they can't do it openly, they'll go one by one and make phone calls and messages, and make sure there's an entire entire squad being pulled away from you and towards them. This kind of an alienation. It's very effective. It's a Fir'un tactic. You try to use it. So he says, And Musa is actually, not interested in winning the crowd over. That's the, that's the remarkable thing. For Firaun, the, the ultimate goal is to win the crowd right now. That's the ultimate goal. Silence Musa by winning the crowd. For Musa alayhi salam, the goal is not to win the crowd. For Musa alayhi salam, what does he do? He says, wa The master of all of you and the master of your earliest ancestors too. In other words, now in a sense, he's even offensive against the crowd. And he's saying, whatever you believe so far has been false, I'm here to introduce you. You, If, if anything, you have loyalty to your ancestry because traditional cultures, they had loyalty to their ancestry and respect and regard for their history. He says, I'm here to tell you about the master of your ancestry. So he, he speaks to them about their origins. And if they were truly respectful of their ancestry, he, uh, Allah is the master of their ancestors too. That's not a crowd winner. That's just the the raw truth. He's just the bare truth. That's what he has to bring to the table. So he's not going to fall into this tactic of, you know, defending himself or try to appease the crowd. If he's trying to win the crowd over, I should do a counter tactic to win the crowd over back towards me. Nope. I'm going to stick to the principle. The truth that I came to to give. So if you look at the words of Musa as-Salam, there's actually a remarkable redundancy. Inna Rasulu Rab Bil Alamin. First things he says, Rasulu Rab Bil Alamin. Then Rabu al-Samawati wal-Ardi wa-ma bi'nahumain kuntum muqin. Then Rabbukum wa-Rabu al awadiin. Rab, Rab. His subject didn't change. What he had to say, he has to say. Mu'afinahun is trying every single tactic to take him off course, and Musa as-Salam, straight like an arrow, is still on point. Is completely on point. So, what's the what's the remarkable tactic that Fidell tried to use now? Use a crowd, use a loyalty test, right? And then that loyalty test comes with something more. Now that you have a crowd against him, did you just hear what he had to say? Well, that's not enough. Okay, so we heard what he had to say. So, what about it? Let me tell you what to think about him now. Let me take note of what I'm saying here. He cannot control what Musa alayhi salam. Says. So now he will try to control what is said about Musa. You can't control the person, so you have to control what is said about the person. You cannot control their message, so you have to create a message about them, and impose that on your people as a test of loyalty. So he says, "Inna Ursila ilaykum la No doubt about it. This messenger of yours that has apparently been sent to you is absolutely insane. This man is absolutely insane. So forget being offensive, he's crazy. And any of you who doesn't think he's crazy must not be loyal to me. So you must now accept this. And the moment any of you even tries to budge a little bit, but you know, some things he said did make a little... No, did you just go... Did you just steer away from the official line? If you're loyal to Fir'aun, the only way we're allowed to think is that he is crazy We have to be ideologically pure we cannot think for ourselves we cannot take this this narrative and then take a part of it and say well this part's not making sense to me so what do we do nowadays we have to pick a side and it's more it's less about picking a side it's more about picking a person it's not even the arguments that a person has to make when someone becomes loyal to an individual now then it doesn't matter what comes out of their mouth they're loyal to him it doesn't matter what they do, they're loyal to him or her. And even if they do something wrong, they'll say, yeah, so what? Right? And on the, when they're against someone, it doesn't matter if they do a million things right. If there's are one thing you don't agree with, then the other million things they do right don't count for anything, because they're insane. Once you slap that label on them, once you, once you dismiss them, nothing about them can be acknowledged. Either blanket endorsement or blanket dismissal. That's it. Those are the only two options. And that's what he wants to make sure happens with Musa. He wants to make sure he's seen in that light. And in doing so, what's going to happen? He's going, what's, what's the effect going to be on Musa? This is the last thing I'll share with you. So so far, I told you, what's the effect on the crowd? How is he trying to control people? But what is the effect on Musa Alayhi himself? Musa, Alayhi Salaam, his hope is Musa will feel that he's not only up against Fir'aun, this is not just about him and Fir'aun he's up against an entire mob and there's no way he can take on an entire nation there's no way he can take on everybody and if everybody's saying this about him right then if everybody's saying he's crazy he's crazy he's crazy then he will probably have to just get defensive and talk or talk to people about how he's not crazy or apologize or back up a little bit because if you're if you're getting attacked then the best thing to do is defend right so if the attack is you're insane, then the defense is, no, I'm not insane, and here's why. So you become defensive. This is what he's hoping that Musa does. Why? Because if Musa becomes defensive, then he's no longer talking about what he came to talk about. Then Fir'aun is effective in changing the subject. Now the subject is defend Musa. Musa must defend himself now. He's no longer there to defend the message he came for. He's there to defend his own character. I'm not insane. So that's what character assassination does. It takes the person off the message. There are there, there's uh, the most dangerous thing to a villain to an oppressor is the message, and they will do everything they can to get rid of the message. And the, the the obviously the most the most extreme thing they can do is they can kill the messenger. They can just do get rid of the messenger, right? But short of that, they will use every psychological tactic and he's using multiple. He can use people, he can use propaganda, he can use shaming, guilt, you name it. He's, he's doing everything he can to take this person off his message. And so when he says he's insane, you know, he should be turning around and saying, no, I'm not. What about me? He's insane. Wait, how could you call me insane? I'm so offended that you called me insane. Let me respond to this troll and put him in his place because he just called me insane. No, that would be playing into his game. So what does Musa salam do? رَبُّ الْمَشْرِقِ وَالْمَغْرِبِ وَمَا So such a timeless answer. The master of the East and the West and everything in between. If in fact, all of you choose to use your minds. In kuntum If you want to think. In other words, what he is doing, it's amazing. What he's doing is stopping you from thinking. He's trying to redirect your thinking in the wrong way. And I'm only here asking you not to just accept blanket what I'm saying. All I'm asking you to do is think. Is to think for yourselves. Don't let someone else think for you. Don't let someone else tell you what to think. It's incredible that those words are so so Pointed. And in that there's a there's sometimes an isharat in the in the Quran, some subtle beauties in the Quran. You know, if a crowd is against you, then you may be ousted. Right? If a crowd is against you, you may be, you know, uh, 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 deported, pushed away, cast off. And he's even embedding into his answer not only that. Allah is the master of the east and the west, but no matter where I may end up, east or west, and where if you're not loyal to him, you might get kicked out of this country. You, he might cast you off to east or west, right? You may not be in this castle anymore. You may not be in your high positions anymore. But it doesn't matter because the my master is the master of the east and the west. And it takes courage to think to actually be a person of thought and to follow through with your thinking and allow you to think for yourself no matter who gets offended because you know we're not just talking about Fir'aun we're talking about maybe if you think for yourself maybe somebody in the family will get offended maybe if you think for yourself somebody in your community will get offended maybe if you think for yourself among your group of friends you have one friend that wants everybody to have that opinion right and one, one friend rises up and says no I don't think that makes any sense or I'd like to question that. Well, you're not my friend anymore. Hey, no, nobody call him next time we go out for pizza. Right? They, they need to get isolated. So it's, it takes courage to actually follow through with your own independent thinking. And that's what we're learning in the remarkable example of Musa A.S. here. So this, these tactics are very powerful. They're used in social media. Now the social media has become actually a place of black and white. There is no civil conversation practically, right? And you have, there are loyalty tests. And once you give, you, and the people will ask a certain question, what's your opinion on X, Y, Z, right? In any, whether it's Islam, politics, it doesn't matter. They'll say, uh, uh, brother, what's your opinion on X, Y, Z? And the moment you answer one way, then everything about you is either good, or if you don't answer the other way, then everything about you is Let's say, well, I just want to follow somebody who follows the truth So I wanted to know your opinion on XYZ And until, once I know this opinion Now the rest of your being has been validated Or the rest of your being has been invalidated <laughs> Right? And this is the antithesis This is the opposite of a, uh, someone's ability to think for themselves You know? So uh, this is uh, uh, what we're getting at so far Alhamdulillah, I think there's one more khutbah left on this, uh, this topic uh, Inshallah ta'ala and we'll move on to something new that we have to do in the coming series of Khubas. I've already conjuring up something in my mind, so inshallah, we'll continue that. Wa Alaikum fil Quran al Hakim, Wana Fani wa Iyakum al Ayyahi Wa Tiqi al Hakim. Alhamdulillahi wa kafaa wa salatu wa salamu ala ibadihi ala dinastafar, khususan ala aflalihi mukhatim al Nabihi, Muhammad al-Amin. وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين قال الله عز وجل في كتابه الكريم بعد ان نقول اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم ان الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي ايها الذين امنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على محمد وعلى ال محمد كما صليت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم في العالمين انك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى ال محمد كما باركت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم في العالمين انك حميد مجيد عباد الله رحمكم الله اتقوا الله ان الله يأمر بالعدل والاحسان واثاء القرب وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر ولدك الله أكبر الله يعلم ما تصنعون أقم الصلاة إن صلاتك كانت على الْمُؤْمِنِينَ كتاب الله